Pulse Podcast Network, keeping your finger on the pulse. On the 77th edition of the Jam on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, we're talking New Year's resolutions. Stop laughing, the episode hasn't even started yet. I'm talking about what resolutions I want to see from the Sunday sports scene. Here's to 2019. Welcome to another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Opening theme from Music Radio Creative. Visit the leewmallon.com slash podcast to listen on your favorite podcasting platform. Now for our host, Lee W. Mowen. First episode of 2019. Happy New Year, everyone. That sound effect taken by freesound.org. But yes, big news if you haven't heard the beginning. The Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, is now part of the Pulse Podcast Network. It was the good news that I was hinting to whenever I hinted to on my Twitter for the podcast, which is Gem on Queen Crown, if you want to go follow. Visit the Pulse Podcast Network at PulsePodcastNetwork.com. There are a ton of podcasts available to listen to, some covering their local sports scenes, just like I do, some covering teams, and there's a podcast in there talking about Dungeons and Dragons, which is pretty cool. There's a lot of variety on the website, and I highly recommend that you go check them out. Again, PulsePodcastNetwork.com, and since I'm one of the new kids on the block. How's that for a new timely reference? Since I'm new to the network, I figured that I'd go ahead and talk a little bit about what this podcast is, who I am, and the like. If you already know who I am and you already know what this podcast is about, you can skip to the 1613 mark. So the basis of the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, is, you guessed it, Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio Sports. With a very light touch of pro-Columbus, Ohio Sports, which would be the crew, the Blue Jackets, and the Clippers. For Cincinnati and Dayton Sports, we talk high school, collegiate, semi-pros, and pros. If they play in Cincinnati or Dayton, they are talked about on this podcast. And occasionally, I interview folks that are important to the sports scene in the Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio area. And yes, I will be starting up interviews on the podcast again, eventually. Exactly when, I can't give you a date, but we'll start those up again shortly. Now, some common questions you might have about the Cincinnati or Dayton, Ohio sports scene... In Dayton, why do the two Division I schools, which are about 20 minutes apart from each other, not play men's basketball? Answer, I don't know why. I don't have the answer. Do I want to see Wright State and Dayton play? Yes, in every sport, especially if I'm the PA announcer, the broadcaster, or very least social media guy. But yeah, I want to see Wright State and Dayton play in everything. Luckily, baseball and softball still 
keep that rivalry intact. Everything else, meh. I'm surprised ice hockey don't play each other. Right, State and Dane's teams don't play each other like they used to anymore. Well, at least this season they don't, so. Hopefully that gets changed, but yeah. Also, the Bengals head coaching search, which is going to be talked about in episode 78, which is either later this week or next week. I want the Bengals to think outside the box, but please do not hire Hugh Jackson as a head coach. Please, please, please. I would like to see FC Cincinnati continue to grow, but the biggest thing I want is more playoff success. Because in the USL, which is now Division Two in the United States Soccer Pyramid, that's the second highest level. So baseball terms, that's your AAA. And hockey, that would be your AHL affiliation. I want to see more playoff success. Uh, the FC Cincinnati squad went 1-3 in, in the USL in their three seasons. Especially last year when they were number one seed and then upset by New York Red Bulls 2 squad. I would like to see more MLS playoff success. We'll see how that goes. Could the following leagues make their way to Cincinnati or Dayton? NBA? I doubt it. With Indiana and Cleveland. And really, local sports talk doesn't really mention NBA a lot. Which is a little surprising because the Pacers do have a Xavier Musketeer and Edmund Summer on their team. Or they did they send them to Fort Wayne in the G League? I'm not sure, but Sumner's a Pacer, technically. Or possibly a Mad Ant, even. That's a great name. And Cleveland, you know, being so far up north and without LeBron James, you know, eight wins of how many games now? I think we're about halfway through. So yeah, tough time by the lake for the NBA. In Cincinnati, where would they play? The U.S. Bank really needs a makeover bad. And I, I don't see the NBA coming to Cincinnati anytime soon. I do hope to talk to the author of the book talking about the Royals. We'll see if I can get that set up. But no, I don't see NBA coming to Cincinnati. The closest I do see him is Kentucky. And I see more Louisville than Lexington, but I'm not sure if that happened, but that's my closest guess. NHL, we got the Blue Jackets. We also have minor league hockey in Cincinnati with the Cyclones, which are the ECHL affiliate of the Buffalo Sabres. And when they were leaving their affiliation, I was kind of hoping Columbus would pick them up because that's a smooth 71, I-71 stretch. It didn't happen, but Buffalo is treating Cincinnati quite well, especially since they look at the ECHL as, hey, there's some gems down here in the double-A level. MLB, well, we got the Reds. I don't see it happening in Columbus and the Dayton Dragons, who have broke many attendance records, are in downtown Dayton and show no signs of slowing down, especially since this year is year number 20 in the Gem City. Which I guess I should talk about why I named the podcast that, but I got one more league to talk about. MOS. Well, Cincinnati and Columbus have teams, so I don't see it happening in Dayton. Can a affiliation happen between FC Cincinnati and Dayton or Columbus and Dayton? I'd like to see it happen, but I'm not seeing it happen. 
not for the foreseeable future. The Dayton Dynamo were looking to go pro after two years in the MPSL, which is the National Premier Soccer League, and that's amateurs, which is college kids. Think of it as summer ball, except it's on the pitch. Yeah, summer ball. And you don't have to worry about wooden bats because it's soccer. Why are you carrying bats to the pitch anyway? I I don't see it happening. At least not the foreseeable future in Dayton. Why is the podcast called The Gem on the Queen's Crown? The Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Well, the last part is because it's the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. See a couple of Cincinnati sports podcasts out there, and some of them are quite well run. I know Chris Asbrook does a nice job on Anchor, talking about Cincinnati sports. But really, there's no Dayton sports podcast out there. The gem is referencing the nickname of Dayton, being the Gem City. And why it's called the Gem City, some people think it's named after a racing horse born in Dayton. Some think it's the northern point of Cincinnati's crown. Cincinnati being one of a few queen cities. There's Charlotte, North Carolina. I think Buffalo, New York. Someone make sure on that and you know yell at me if I'm wrong at the normal address. But that's why. And that explains the logo too. The gem is supposed to be Dayton and the crown is supposed to be Cincinnati. So that's why I named it that. So let's talk a little bit about myself, because that's always something that people like hearing about, podcasters talking about themselves. I'm a broadcaster, public address announcer, master of zero, but jack of many, many trades. In my career, I have called over 1,000 games, and as a public address announcer, I'm one game away from reaching 400 in my career. I started broadcasting in 2006. It's something I wanted to do since I was a kid. And watching the news, like, I want to be a news anchor. That hasn't happened yet, but, you know, I'm continuing to try. And public address announcing, my first game was in college, and I had no idea what I was doing. And it didn't help that the roster I was given for a certain team had nicknames on them. So I had literally no idea who anyone was. So yeah, that was fun. But I really started in 2013 with the Dayton Flyers baseball team. And this season, starting in March, it'll be my sixth year with the Flyers. And I believe season number four with the Wright State Raiders. So I'm quite excited for college baseball startup. I know we're in the midst of conference play and college basketball. But the only thing I can think about is, when does college baseball start? Technically next month, because most of the northern schools head down south or somewhere warmer and play ball. And they do that until it's warm enough here in Ohio, and they host games, and yeah. It's amazing. College baseball. I love it. Favorite way of absorbing sporting events? Well, if I have my choice, I'd rather listen to it on the radio, because to me, hearing a radio call puts you right at the stadium. Especially if the play-by-play and color commentator team are good and they help help you see. Because in radio, of course, unless you're there, you can't see the action. So, radio has always been near and dear to my heart. Also, I love following along on social media, seeing the vast amount of people I follow. 
which if you want to follow me, it's at the Lee W. Mowen. And just following along, seeing people's takes and everything, it's quite nice. Some of those takes might be wrong, but hey, it's social media. Everyone's got a voice. Favorite teams? I thought about not even answering this question because anymore, I like sports. There's a few figures out there in sports that I don't like and I won't talk about just because, you know, I won't. But I want Southwest Ohio teams to do the best. Big fan of the Reds. Angry at the Bengals, but it doesn't mean I've stopped caring. Insert picture of old man holding umbrella over Bengals logo here. Especially the Bengals logo where they remove, what is it, the eyebrows of the tiger? And it just looks surprised, like, whoa. I think that was most of the Bengals looks during that rough stretch where the only win we picked up was against Oakland. You know, I was expecting the Bengals to lose to Oakland at home, but we didn't. There you go. So yeah, Reds, Bengals, uh, Blue Jackets, although... You remember that scene, I think it was, what, Major League, where the fan wearing the Cleveland Indian shirt had a piece of tape on Chief Wahoo's teeth? I think that was Major League. I feel like I'm like that for the Blue Jackets until they actually win a playoff series. You know, like, yeah, so what? You know, they're doing well in the regular season, who cares? As long as they, you know, keep choking first round of the playoffs, it doesn't really matter, does it? So we'll see how that does this year. Really like the Winnipeg Jets, and I like Canadian hockey teams. I really love the Jets coming back from the dead, and I'm hoping Quebec City gets a piece of that pie. Maybe even Hartford, because the Whalers logo. Seeing it on the Carolina Hurricanes, just... You're not in Hartford. I mean, I get you want to, you know, cherish your history, but... Eh. Just... It doesn't... Raleigh, North Carolina? I mean... I don't know. So yeah, that that's my favorite teams. My colleges, not Ohio State. Just because I live in Ohio does not mean I have to root for Ohio State. And not Michigan either, so don't like, Oh, you're a Michigan fan. Uh, Wright State's my alma mater. And the school I work at and Dayton's the school I work at and Crosstown Rivals so that's fun how that works out so Wright State Dayton Miami Cincinnati Xavier Northern Kentucky and all the other colleges we have in the area I think there are 24 colleges in the Cincinnati Dayton area that have college basketball men's and women's so yeah there's a lot I try to fall with a lot of local sports as you can see. If you want to follow me on social media, I think I mentioned it earlier, Twitter at the Lee W. Mallon, that's where I'm most active at. You can friend me on Facebook, and I might accept it if I vaguely know who you are. Instagram at the Lee W. Mallon, and the website is theleewmallon.com. And if you click on the podcast tab, that's the easiest way to listen to this podcast. If you click on career stats, you can see all that I've done. Hope you like reading because there's a lot of words in there. Uh, but everything important is colored red. So, you know, there's that. And if you click on blogs, you can see all the individual posts for my podcast episodes. 
And that's the preview about this podcast, this podcaster, and everything important I think I hit on. So I'm very excited to be part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Now, onwards to episode 77. If you remember the preview, it's about New Year's resolutions. Again, stop laughing, I haven't started yet. And you might be asking, well, how can you wish other people or teams or areas or what have you resolutions you want to see? That's not how New Year's resolution works. First of all, it's my podcast. I'll resolutionize if I want to. Is that a word? Did I just make up a word? Who cares? It's basically what I want to see in 2019. I thought of six things I want to see from the area and six things I want to accomplish around the area. Makes sense. A resolution for every month, I guess. You know, in the second week of 2019, I finally got the podcast rolling again. Anyway, let's start. And here are the six things I want to see from the local Cincinnati and Dayton area. I want local sports stations to cover more local teams in the local market. And you might be wondering, well, doesn't your TV stations do that? Yeah, they do. I'm talking more radio stations. In Cincinnati, this really isn't much of an issue because Reds, Bengals covered quite well FC Cincinnati's rise to MLS. That's been covered a bunch. One thing I want Cincinnati to start doing is, hey, looky here. You got a double-A Cincinnati Cyclones team, and they're pretty good. And they're part of the Buffalo Sabres organization, which maybe if it was part of the Blue Jackets, there'd be more local care in it, I guess. I, I don't know if that's the right word or not. But Cyclones are a good team, and it's a pretty good ticket. U.S. Bank, it's a pretty nice hockey barn. Uh, I mentioned earlier, well, maybe one of the old takes that I got rid of now. U.S. Bank needs a renovation, and it needs one, you know, yesterday. But Cyclones do a nice job of making the hockey fans happy. And I want Cincinnati to start watching more. If there was one thing I wish Cincinnati would bring on the radio stations, because they do a nice job. There's There's Fox Sports 1360, there's ESPN 1530, there's 700 WLW, which, yeah, I know, that's not a sports station, it's more of a talk station, but they have the Reds, and they also bring you the Bengals, Bearcats, Musketeers, that there's nothing on that day. Norfolk, Kentucky is on 1360, I believe. Well, they were last year. Why can't the Cyclones get a piece of that radio action? And sometimes Xavier games are moved over to KRC 5500. And that's not a sports talk station. In fact, that's more of a, you know, insert political right-wing look here. At least I think it's right-wing. 700. I don't know. I don't listen to talk show, and I don't want to get into politics. Nothing ever good happens when... You argue with people about that. Why not have the Cyclones go on radio? I know a perfect hockey announcer that loved that job. It might be me. I don't know. Can you guess who I'm talking about here? In Dayton, there are two sports stations. 
One of them has Ohio State, which is not local. That's in Columbus. The other one sometimes has Wright State's coaches basketball shows. Wright State's on 106.5 FM, which during the non-Christmas time, it is 70s and 80s, which we have a bunch of those stations around. Christmas time, which is, they start about Thanksgiving and end 12 o'clock midnight, December 26th, have Christmas songs. I'm pretty sure you could have guessed that by the way I said Christmas, but there you go. The Dayton Flyers are on 1290 AM and also 95.7 FM, which is WHIO, and it's owned by Cox Media Group. And you might have heard that they're looking to sell all their TV stations, which, considering that Channel 7 is the most-watched CBS affiliate in the United States, a little bit worrisome, although it's not really, you know... I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but we'll see as time comes. So yeah, the two sports stations... Oh, I forgot. Uh, the other sports station has a satellite feed of the Miami Redhawks, which, that's pretty cool, but... And also Dayton Dragons during the summer, but... That's about it. Uh, local sports talk? Well, hope you like Ohio State, because, yeah, there's not a lot of it. And that's... Big reason why I start off with number one. And people might get angry at me because, Ohio State's the big ticket. Well, what about the people that don't like Ohio State, such as myself, which I talked about in the preview, which, <gasps> I know, so shocking. But, what about Dayton? You seen that Obi Toppin kid? You seen him dunk between his legs? That became an ESPN Sports Center highlight? It just... Why can't we put local back in local radio? That's my big thing. And why does someone have to go through over eight years of unemployment to, you know, finally get this hashed out? No. I've been busting my butt since I got out of college. I've been busting my butt since I got in college. I started to take it a little more seriously when I got in college. High school, eh, get me out of there. I'm good. I, I've i been trying to work on my craft since 2006, and I think I do a pretty darn good job. Your opinion might vary, of course, but it's 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 been brutal, this job search, and every passing day, I look back and it's like, if I could redo college, would I go back for broadcasting? And the meter's closer pointed to no compared to what it was when I started. So, yay. So, yeah, I want to hear about more local teams in the local area. (sighs) Moving on. Now, this one I kind of touched in the what's this podcast about. I want the Bengals to consider or hire someone outside the box for the next head coach and the next coaching staff. I don't want retreads. I don't want retreads of the old Marvin Lewis tree. And that's not to say I don't appreciate what Marvin Lewis done. I mean, you go back from 1991 to, what, 2002, 2003? 
Those are really dark times in Bengals history. You don't hear Bengals fans talking about the good times back in the 90s, especially, you know, Hack Boomer Sice and came back to the Bengals and was thinking about coming back for one more year and then he retired. Now you can watch him on the NFL on CBS and I think Boomer does a nice job. No one talks about those days and there's a good reason why because those days kind of sucked. Now, lately, as I've been trying to follow along the Bengals coaching news, I saw that it's not just Mike Brown in those interviews. Saw that the family is now involved. What's her name? Katie Blackwell. And son-in-law is in there. And their son. So maybe this is the turn of the page where Mike Brown kind of goes away. I mean, I know Mike Brown takes a lot of shots. Some of them are deserved, you know, being cheap and you know, keeping Marvin Lewis a couple years too long. Some would say that playoff implosion to the Steelers, which ugh, that still gives me that still gives me a bad feeling. But maybe that's the sign that you know maybe a new Leafs churn, churning over. Who's to say it's any better or worse? I just hope they know a lot more about football and willing to spend the do-re-mi to bring Cincinnati a quality product, especially since Hamilton County's on the hook for that stadium for a long time, I think. And it's already, what, it's going to be 20 years old soon, next season, maybe even this season. Ugh. But I want the Bengals to get the best hire. And I know I said outside the box, but I feel like outside the box is the only way to restart. Vance Joseph's name has been hinted to a couple times. Bruce Arians is looking to be the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Matt LaFleur, the OC with Sean McVay a couple years back with the LA Rams. And this previous season with the Tennessee Titans, he's now the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. So those two names that are scratched... I mean, Kansas City OC's probably still my favorite, but I just hope that it's a good hire. And we get a good product on the field. Because you see Pittsburgh, you know, not making the playoffs this year, which that Raiders loss was probably the stabbing of the knife, and the New Orleans loss was kind of the twisting of it. I mean... Pittsburgh did beat the Bengals, and they just need the Browns to beat Baltimore, which did not happen. Baltimore, they got their future Lamar Jackson. I don't see Joe Flacco starting with the Ravens anytime soon, but then again, things change. This is, what, January 8th, and the season doesn't start until, well, we start talking about it in about June, July, and then August is the Hall of Fame game, and there we go with preseason, so a lot of things can change. This could be a really freezing cold take. So number three, I don't want the Reds to accept mediocrity this season. New coach, new manager, excuse me, a new coaching staff, and a blockbuster deal to not only get rid of Homer Bailey's bloated contract, but to pick up not one, but two outfield bats, Yasiel Plague and Matt Kemp. And their shirt sees, which, you know, jersey shirts, are now available in the shop. 
I, I like those pickups. I mean, we lost Billy Hamilton, which defensively, golden. Base running when he actually stole bases, nice. Hitting, not so nice. Maybe it was a time for a change of scenery. That's why Billy Hamilton's now with the Kansas City Royals. I think Winker's going to come back strong. I hope the Reds don't rush up Zinzel. If they feel like Zinzel's major league ready, then okay. But don't rush him up. We got Eugenio Suarez. I mean, it, it's there. I feel like there needs to be more addressing the starting rotation. Maybe a couple strong arms in the bullpen. That certainly wouldn't hurt. But I feel like the Reds have a solid shot. And watch them finish in last place again and 50 games under 500. But I want the Reds to play up to their potential. I want to see them play great baseball, game in, game out. Not having to, you know, start off 18 games in under, you know, 3-18, and 18, I think it was, before the Reds played a little better. I want the Reds to come out strong, stay strong, and finish strong. Ah, uh, I mean the Brewers are looking pretty strong. There, there's that. Pirates, meh. Cardinals, well they're the Cardinals, so they're going to be strong too. Cubs, eh, I mean they're okay, but yeah, the collapse they had late last year. Mm. So yeah. I feel like the Reds can hang tough. It'll be a tough NL Central, but I want them to not accept mediocrity. I mean, if they see something, you know, a couple years back, is it Kevin Gregg? I keep wanting to call him Forrest Gregg, and I know that's not right, but he had a really rough first month, and then they finally waived him. So, Reds. Do well. That's what that's that's your New Year's resolution. Do well. And actually, looking back on it, I know December was kind of a hectic month for yours truly, but I don't even know if I talked about that blockbuster trade, which I'm disappointed in myself for that. But maybe there's another one that comes and it's like, hey, look at these two blockbusters. Blockbusters coming back because of all those trades. Number four. The next team to call Cincinnati or Dayton home, I don't just want a word-of-mouth promise. I want actions to stay where you are. Plant roots. I was was so sad when nothing was talked about on the Dynamo. I mean... The second year of MPSL was amazing. Great team moving to CJ's Roger Glass Stadium. That's a beautiful facility. And a pretty nice view of downtown Dayton's skyline, too. I was hoping big things for year number three. And then it turns out, here comes a new buyer. We want to go pro. Great. And this guy has money. It turns out that that one-year absence has turned into complete dead air. And as a broadcaster, I can tell you Dead Air is not your friend. And we're all kind of just sitting, waiting for answers. By we're, I mean myself. I know Chad Hollingsworth's, you know, I'm sure he'd like to know stuff. Yeah, it, it was a sad situation. So, 
if there's another team that makes their home in Cincinnati or Dayton, I want them to stay in the area. Not just like, oh yeah, we'll stay, and then next year, we're gone. There's been a lot of teams I've worked for that have left Dayton for some reason or another. And every time, it's it's not easy. I mean, the last year we had single-A hockey in the Federal Hockey League in Dayton. We had a venue change and then a venue change again. Left Hera to go to South Metro for a game. And then we left South Metro to go back to Hera for the rest of the season. It looked like things were going to be on the up and up later on. Made the playoffs after being last place for a while. It, it wasn't a pretty situation. Demons, you know, always had a great regular season team. Won the cup. And that's why I wear my championship ring every time I go out. I mean, that second year was dynamite. Yeah, very young team, but came back from a two-game deficit in the best of five to take the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite sports scenes. It it does it doesn't get any easier when you talk about a team move. I mean, pro teams you'll see it happen once in the blue moon. Minor league teams, good luck. So I get that. I, I get that's the you know the ugly side of the beast, if you will. But if you're going to call Dayton home, make make an effort to reach out to your neighbors and say, hey, we're this team. We want to stay here for a while, and we want you to support us. I know the big tickets in town are the Dayton Flyers. I get that. But at the same time, Dayton can be a very nice place for a sports team if you play every single card right. So any future team that wants to come to Southwest Ohio, you're more than welcome to come, but make sure that you are making a good effort to stay in the area. Number five is kind of a cheat resolution because it's also something I like to do, and I mentioned I have six that I wrote already. I want more collaborations with local sports podcasts. I Like I mentioned, there's a lot of sports podcasts. A lot, I mean. There's a few I know about in Cincinnati and in Dayton. I know of this one. I guess Mike Hartsock has stopped doing his Stay Right There podcast. I haven't seen it in months. But yeah, that's that's about all I know. And, you know, we're local sports fans. We're a big family, Southwest Ohio. Most of the Daytonians like Cincinnati sports. Some of them don't, which is fine. You'll probably find, I'm guessing, a half-and-half half resolution of Browns and Bengals fans. And it makes sense because... Browns were the longer tenured football team. Bengals, as we know them, came up in the late 60s by Paul Brown in his home in Evendale from that book, from Paul Brown's book. It's a lot of fun to read. I haven't read that in years. need to go pick that up. So yeah, I want to see more collaboration with the podcast families in town. Like I said, Dayton, talking about sports, <laughs> good luck with that. Because this is the only podcast I know that talks about local Dayton sports. And number six is kind of going along with the same theme as number five. I want more collaboration with local media. We do have a lot of local media peeps that do a nice job. I mean, Hard Sock's been around since the 80s. Uh, Jack Pohl, you know, local Centerville guy. And Hodge Karma, local Cincinnati guy. You can 
hear their interview with me on episode 55, Turn to Two. Actually, did I rename that episode? I probably did. It's episode 55. It's one of my favorite ones with Jack Pole and Neil Connerman. Um, you know, I don't really know the folks at ABC 22, Fox 45. I will say, though, if you're looking for a play-by-play guy, I might know one. And it might be me, because it is me. So, yeah. Let me send you my resume. Okay, thanks. We got Justin Kinner over at Wing, and as much as I said, local sports, local stations, Kinner does a nice job. He hooked up with Mark Schlemmer for a couple months, Kinner and Schlemmer. It was fun in the beginning where Mark and Justin were just getting that chemistry going, and then sadly Mark had to step away for health reasons. I won't talk about anything more than that, but... Hope you're getting well, Mark. That's all I can say. So yeah, we do have a lot of good media folks here. And yours truly is trying to become one of those where, you know, people actually take me seriously. And it's like, yeah, you do a great job and everything. So yeah, more collaboration with that. That's what I want to see. Now it's time for my New Year's resolutions. Lose 20 pounds. And I'll go to the gym once and then forget it. No, I'm sorry. That's that's mean. I shouldn't say stuff like that. I haven't even thought about personal New Year's resolutions, except these. The first one is getting a job in the area and proving someone wrong, because... What was that episode I did? It's it's in the catalog. Go back and listen to them all. Someone emailed me. He's like, if I were you, I'd take all my money and then go out west and then do this stuff, because you're not finding a job here. It's like, excuse me? Excuse me? So yeah, that uh, that kind of, you know, that kind of put gasoline on the fire, eh? So yeah, it's, like I mentioned, it's been tough. And I went through the whole spiel where it's been over eight years and I haven't found squat. Done a lot of internships though, but uh, apparently that's not good enough, I guess. I'm going to try to stay positive this year. I I guess I have made a positive New Year's resolution. I'm going to try to stay positive, even though my mental health isn't great. I'm going to try to stay positive, keep up the hard work, keep up trying. I'm going to keep making myself better each day. I'm going to have my rough days. I, I know it. I It's just part of life, you know? Some days you're on top of the world, and other days you're the lowest point possible. It's been tough, but I haven't said I was going to quit, so I'm going to keep on trying. And I'm going to prove someone said that I couldn't get a job here wrong, because I'm going to get a job here, whether it be Cincinnati or Dayton. So, anyone that can help me out on that, you know, in the area, that'd be nice. Please and thank you. Second one is becoming more active again on Twitter. Again, because I'm pretty sure I made this resolution like three times in the last three years, and it's always like I'll have these dead gaps of inactivity. I mean, I'm still on Twitter. I'll look through my timeline and everything, but I won't tweet much. If I tweet, it's because I'm at the game or what have you. 
This year has become the year of the GIF, because normally I tweet about 10 GIFs a year, and I think I've already matched that this month. And it's only the 8th day of January. So I am trying to become more active on Twitter and, you know, more noticeable, I guess is the correct term on that. Third one kind of goes with the first one, always striving to improve my craft. And that could be broadcasting games, being the PA announcer for games, doing this podcast, etc., etc., etc. And actually, I cheated because the last one is improving my podcast. How did I not catch that until now? Good job, me. But I'm never going to be perfect at what I do. But I'm always going to provide 110% effort into everything I put into my craft. Because that's what I got to do for survival. If I don't, then other people are just going to overtake me. So, definitely, definitely always striving to improve my craft. Number 10, being a better person day after day. Because I like to think I'm a good person, but really, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not a good person. Especially when people drive under the speed limit and it's a perfectly dry day and they're going 10 under. So, yeah, I'm I'm not... I try to be a good person. There's always room for improvement on that. And I know I probably crossed the line a couple times on that, especially talking about how someone said I wasn't going to get a job here. So, yeah, I want to be a better person. The fifth one is learning about more people, more sports fans, more teams alike. And it kind of ties on with improving my craft, but there's stuff that I don't know. There's always going to be stuff I don't know. There's going to be stuff I forget. When I was in college, I'd study the sports media guides, or whatever sport I was covering. I'd study the media guides front and back, and I always try to bring that information to a broadcast. Now, whether I did that or not, I don't know, but... I always love looking through media guides. It's just too bad that they've kind of... Physical copies have kind of not been a bigger thing like they were when we first started. Now they're PDF files, which is fine, but, you know... To me, if I have the book in front of me, I can just go to the book and it's like, Hey, look at that. So yeah, learning more. I want to learn more every day. If I learn something every day then it makes life worth living. And the last one, I kind of mentioned it on the ninth resolution. (laughs) Improving my podcast. You know, because that's not anything to do with improving my craft. This being my craft. And actually, I started this podcast, try to see if I can find a job, and so far, no, but people listen, so that makes me happy. Because originally I thought it was going to be, you know, I'm talking to myself about local sports, but no one's listening. I always worried about that. So improving my podcast, it's not perfect. I try to make it as best as I can. I know sometimes I'll have the uh moments. Really, the big things I want to touch on, more fan interactivity. If you remember way back when I started this, episode 2... It's called Malin Sports Almanac. Yes, referenced off Back to the Future 2's Gray's Sports 
almanac. Except no betting, and I'm not played by Michael J. Fox. I had a ton of people put in answers for that, and it was about if you could change one thing in local sports, one game, one event, what would it be? There's a couple of Flyers losses that people would change. I think the Flyers lost to UCLA back in the 60s. Uh, Bengals lost in the Super Bowl, the last one to San Fran, as mentioned. There's a couple of them. I think, personally, I mentioned whatever turned the tides of not having the Gem City Jam played might have been mentioned. I think it was, actually. I like that. I like fan interactivity, because if it's just me talking through a podcast and everyone's like, oh, well, that's cool. What else is there? Type of thing. I I feel like my opinion gets boring, and just me talking gets boring, so... Like I mentioned, interviews start up again, and I'd like to get more fans interactive with this podcast. We'll see how 2019 goes, and fan opinions are always welcome. I'll tell you how in a minute. I always worry about my podcast being entertaining, because, let's be honest, it's about an hour of me talking about local sports. And you might not be Cincinnati sports fans, or Dayton sports fans for that matter, It just might, you know, like, why do I care? And I always worry that I talk, you know, stuff that's familiar to me, but it might not be familiar to you, the listener. I always worry that I do that too often. I mentioned more guests. Well, I like to get more guests. There's a few that I've sent emails to and are kind of still sitting in the inbox. And there's a few that I need to reach out to. And there's a few that I'm going to wait until they're less busy. So that, you know, I'm not bugging them during the season. They're having to try to, you know, fit some guy from Dayton in talking about, you know, themselves. Because really when I do interviews with people around here, I want to learn about their history, how they got started, how they wound up in Cincy or Dayton, and, you know, why they like their job, what's what's their job like, stuff like that. I also have here the 100th episode which I can't believe that's coming up around the corner. Trying to think, this is 77, next is 78, so what is that, 22 until 100 after this one? That's, 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 that's about four months, so fast forward to May, and then two more, so May would be 100, I'm guessing, unless I do a second episode this week. So yeah. 100th episode. I still don't know what I'm going to do for that. It's got to be special, though. Because most podcasts, you know, most podcasts don't even last a year. And this one's a year and a half. And how that's still going on (laughs) beats me. So, yeah, I want to improve this podcast. And like I mentioned, your opinions are definitely welcome. Hit me up. Twitter is at the Lee W. Mowen or Gem on Queen Crown. I check both. My personal one's probably the one I go to the most, though. And Gem on Queen Crown's the podcast one. Any ideas you have, even if it's, say, you suck and you can't spell you or suck correctly, you know, it's like, oh, thanks. That's helpful. I'll put that in the database. And it goes right in the trash. <laughs> no, that's that's not nice. You know, this is 
how I do my podcast, and I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't know if it's entertaining. I don't know if it's fun for you to listen to. I don't know if I'm fun to listen to. I could be the most boring person on earth, and I probably wouldn't know it. So if you got any ideas, you know, shout them out. You know, because I do care about having people listen to this. I do care about people liking it or wanting to like it. So yeah, that's 12 New Year's resolutions. Six for the area, six for myself. And a lot of them were intertwined together, a.k.a. it's the same idea and I just didn't have any others to write on my notebook, which it's the first episode since 19 that I've actually wrote in a book and not on Microsoft Word. Talk about what I'm talking about. Yay me, I guess. And that'll do it. That's episode 77. That's all the New Year's resolutions. Let's make 2019 great. I have a good feeling about this year. Hopefully it's not, you know, mirage or false feeling or gas. I think 2019 could be special. And I hope you enjoy the new year with me. And I hope you stay put. I'm really excited to be part of the Pulse Podcast Network now. Again, visit the fine folks, PulsePodcastNetwork.com. You have a lot of choices for podcasts. You can view the shows by clicking shows or view shows even on the website. And if you have a podcast you want to join up, you can also do that as well. Like I mentioned, there's a little bit of everything. There's a Denver Nuggets podcast. There's a Miami Heat podcast. There's my podcast. God, I love that logo. Chad Hollingsworth created the current logo and it looks amazing. Looks even more amazing on a sticker or a shirt if I don't say so myself. So yes, quite enjoyable. Lots of podcasts, talking about lots of sports, and good friend Joe Toscano has his podcast on here, which is the Donut Bag, talking mainly Pittsburgh sports and pop culture. He does a very nice job with his podcast. There's a lot of great podcasts on here. It's PulsePodcastNetwork.com, and I want to thank... Adam and everyone for including me to the network. I cannot believe that this podcast is part of any network. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Again, Twitter, the Lee W. Mallon and Gem on Queen Crown. Like the Facebook page. Thumbs up, dudes. At the Gem on the Queen's Crown. And now I want to quote, play it loud in stereo, dude. And watch one person out of two trillion get that. It's a Retsu Prey reference, which is about video games. And it's about an old guy in Maryland having a cable access show talking about video games. And most of his reviews were stupid. But his, uh, <laughs> probably his best line is, play it loud in stereo, dude. Talking about Donkey Kong Country. Which back then, never mind. You get the gist. It's video game stuff. I'm a nerd. What else is new? Episode 78, we'll talk about some of the new things happening. The MLS schedule being out. Hell is Real is in August. Both bouts. First one's in Columbus. The second one's in Cincinnati. Hopefully I can make one of those two. It is great to see the crew stay. I know I mentioned probably the last uh, billion episodes, but it's great to see. And now I guess Anthony Precourt's having trouble in Austin because there is a group that has a ballot 
to tell Austin, no, don't give this man any land. Also remember, Austin has a USL team that's starting up play this year in the Austin Bold FC. So yeah, fun times in Austin again. Still Austin. Come on down to Austin Town, everyone. Under construction since 1868. Sorry, that's the hastily made Cleveland tourism video, which... God, how old is that? Ten years now? Go watch that. It's fun. Episode 77 of the Jam on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, is now complete. You know it's complete when I start rambling and mentioning random quotes throughout the podcast. Talk to you again, maybe this week, maybe next week. Episode 78, coming up next, is 77, is in the books. Pulse Podcast Network. This has been another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the local Cincinnati and Dayton sports podcast. Closing theme by James Anderson from FreePD.com. Follow the podcaster on Twitter at the Lee W Mowen, spelled T H E L E W M O W E N, and the podcast on Twitter at Gem on Queen Crown. Like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. For every link and platform available to listen to the local Sunday Sports Podcast, please visit theleewmowen.com slash podcast. Would you like a question about sports answered on the podcast? Send a message on Twitter at either account or visit theleewmowen.com and click Contact Me and your question might be answered in a future episode. Thank you for listening and your support of this podcast. Thank you.